Right then, welcome or welcome back to the Midnight Podcast, where we have super in-depth, authentic, super transparent, open conversations with an array of different entrepreneurs from many different industries. I really want to make this a podcast known for going super in-depth on loads of topics that other podcasts are scared to speak about. I feel like most stuff out there these days is just super surface level, super vanilla, and doesn't really answer the questions that viewers and listeners want to hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep it real and keep it raw. I'm sure you'll get a huge amount of value listening or watching the pod wherever you are. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe, recommend it to a friend, leave a like and a comment and just let us know what you think. And yeah, really hope you enjoy this episode. Right, we're back with episode 25, I think, of the Midnight Pod. I'm doing three this week. My hair has gone blonde yet again to many people's disdain. Um, we've got Jack. Second name is fucking complicated. So. Zambakidis, but just start. Is that like Greek or some shit? Yeah, Greek. Good guess. From LS Personal Shopper and your jewellery brand. D. Louise. Remind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sick. Um, and yeah, I guess you we were introduced through someone on Instagram, right? Yeah, someone on Instagram. And you, a friend of mine. you watched my pod through him. Yeah, I watched a pod, got a bit hooked. And then, then here we are. But yeah, yeah absolutely so. scavenged through all of them. Love uh, to see it. Love yeah, to see it. Part of, part of the cult. And now you're fucking in. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I guess first question as usual. And I mean, people give me stick in the comments for this all the time because I never do any fucking research, research on my guests. But I feel like the actual episode is the genuine conversation and my own research. So first question, just tell us who you are, what you do. Kind of your background, I guess, fairly chronologically. And then we can yeah, dive into it. So my name's Jack Zambakinis. I uh, run a business called LS Personal Shopper where we sell designer clothes, uh, all that jazz. And then I also run a more econ brand, which is D. Louise. So we'd sell women's jewelry. Um, only actually been in the e-com sort of space the last two years, but I've been buying and selling trainers since I was probably about 15, one of those little side hustles. Mm. I've had more failed businesses than uh, well, probably like all of us who end up here. It's been a lot yeah. of... Uh, a lot of failures on the way, uh, but sort of started my business career at probably like 14, 15, flipping fake Apple headphones, which I didn't actually realise were on AliExpress yeah. being fake, shot in them at school, uh, then went into the old vintage clothing. As I got older, I tried to start a cleaning company, that didn't work. And then um, just sort of when I was at university, I, I spent a bit of time being a bit of a nerd, just building websites and um, built one just selling trainers. And I tell this story, because I remember being like extremely hungover in, uh, in this place called Cafe Yolk, which was like the, the hangover club after a big uni night out, mm. uh, typical as it sounds. And then um, I got a notification through my PayPal. It was like, whatever his name is. He sent me 366 pounds on PayPal. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, mate, I've, I've had an absolute touch. Like my night, my night out has been funded and yeah. someone's like accidentally sent me this money click on it and it loads and it's like mate someone's bought something from my website I was like fuck like what is this like how did I even find it and then mm. sort of from there a bit hooked and then just started spending spending a lot of time looking into it growing it um, I actually left university and went into a job in the city as like a, an analyst in a real estate fund going down that whole like fucking corporate yeah. nonsense route where you, you're looking at everyone next to you and thinking like 
do I really want to spend 20 years? Like, and I'll start looking as bald and miserable as this bloke on my right. Mm. <laughs> and then um, uh, decided to quit that and then just thought, right, I'll give this, this trainer jazz jazz a good go. Uh, left that and unfortunately scaled it really quick. Lockdown hit just as I, I took on like a showroom space uh, thinking I was like, here we go. And furlough money came in and everyone just started spending their money <laughs> online. So e-com just sort of, went booming so we managed to to have really good growth we sell to quite a few uh high net worth footballers all that jazz but the main bulk of the business is actually the online which where we just sell to sort of like the everyday person um but yeah also caught the trend that designer clothes is is almost like compulsory for for most people nowadays and um we we luckily can supply that to them yeah so so you only started in 2020 properly yeah properly 2020 fucking hell because I was yeah, looking at had, following had, shit yeah I had the I page I was way older yeah no I had I had the page but we only it was only when I sort of left my job where I was like fuck like this is actually we need to grow but I think I remember starting lockdown with like 20k followers so then we've had yeah. some good growth but I always say to people it's a lot harder for other businesses because we're selling like the stuff which like Instagram's all about mm. do you know what I mean like but the, the, the picture which gets all the likes is like the guy in Dubai wearing a Dior set on a yacht, like with yeah, like thanks. girls and like loads of bottles of champagne. Like we're the ones selling the Dior set. So we're sort of, we're sort of on our way and like the whole algorithm I think sort of helps it. And then um, luckily with like a few influencers, like footballers and all this, that hoo-ha, they all, they all love it as well. Yeah. So we can- And then the jewelry brand. Yeah, jewelry brand start? so actually started- How did that come in? Started January last year, so it's a business. Twenty twenty or twenty one? Yeah, uh, twenty twenty one. Oh shit! Yeah, so we started that. Pretty recent. Then I've had had a bit of like testing ecom stuff. We were just selling like rubbish men's bracelets, and we were getting getting a bit of tractions. And CPA was quite low at the time. Mm. Unfortunately, not as low now. But then I thought my girlfriend was basically in a job. I know everyone says don't start a business with your girlfriend, but <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Um, she was not enjoying a job and I just thought like fuck it I thought if I put some money into this and she actually has like the, the drive and can figure out all the marketing do all the stuff I don't like doing I could we could actually do all right out of this um and yeah that's been going literally a year but we did a million revenue in the first year which is fucking good yeah but that is good we had, we had especially the, in jewelry so crowded yeah, now. yeah such a crowded market but we've managed to brand everything well the product is really good it's affordable cool price point um that's growing that that business actually i think is more scalable than than ls personal shopper even though i've sort of been at it a bit longer but yeah the the e-com space is moving a bit crazy as we sort of said before yeah. this pod yeah yeah and in terms of the two then how do you split time like if you had to pick one yeah well i guess kind of two <clears> questions I, no, I, it is it is split. fucking it is difficult. What I, I'm constantly that, that was a problem I had in 2020 yeah, when I was running mate, two brands. There's like, no right I, I need answer. To there's no right answer which you you learn. But my current technique, as of about a week ago, is to, is to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday on one brand, and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday on the other. And that, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't always work, and it's particularly like with the the LS personal shopper it's I've got like a lot a good client list who are like fucking like calling me now and all sorts like having random requests for like birthdays and all that jazz um but I've been lucky that my main focus is just trying to build systems so I've got a team who can handle most mm -hmm. of it so we've currently we've got uh 
five employees excluding myself in the in the personal shopping business um two of them full-time salesmen one who's basically just sourcing in doing like logistics one packing and then one more of like the e-com making sure the website's all up to date and that that sort of stuff so it is i think the key is just building the system so you can just focus on the top level stuff but yeah it takes a bit of time to get there but it is a nightmare it's not the right thing to do my opinion but we all end up here doing it yeah yeah and, and how about the jewellery stuff in terms of team size is that just your girlfriend mainly yeah or? it's just my girlfriend but the the best thing about it is that we can just um, we've got like teams like we've got full time customer service but they're obviously not in the UK um, we've got like contracts with email marketers so we outsource that we basically yeah, outsource yeah. everything we've yeah, got a really good agency for the ads uh, we've got a uh, like a videographer who basically does a shoot every month, a photographer, all that crap. So we basically, I'm keen, like really keen not to start building a team with that because I think you can easily go down the route where you just go like hell for leather, reinvest, like get a fancy mm. office uh, and just start hiring left, right and centre. But I think we're trying to keep things things slim because I think you can operate well on that, that route. Yeah. But you might have had similar success, but... I've seen people scale to big levels just doing that. So I think 100%. I've definitely got a bit of room to grow. Yeah, I think shit's changed now. It's like you don't need an office and PAY employees That's and, and all that overheads yeah. necessarily. There's probably a time and place for that. But yeah. And I think you when you're just when you're on that recruiting pool, like the person who runs our ads is in in, in Portugal and like lives in the countryside. And it's like when you're mm. just recruiting in such a yeah. small bubble, even though we think London's such a big place, you, you're not. You want to be recruiting worldwide. Mm. finding the best talent finding the people who actually uh, like can do the best job and also London's expensive you have to pay well um, yeah paying someone in Portugal is a bit cheaper let alone if you go down the old Asia route yeah Philippines <laughs> yeah. Philippines customer service Philippines yeah, yeah. Is, is the All one the I had a yeah, funny legit. story we um with the uh, personal shopping business it was about November we knew we'd be busy but we didn't know how busy and then orders started like running in and we, we were like fuck like we're doing good here but then we were like i'm not sure we can handle it and one of the boys we're all just sort of jumping in on the old customer service but it starts mm. getting messy like zendesk was not in sight and if yeah, it was yeah. it was like it was looking like an absolute war field so we like right getting on we found a, an agency to outsource it but i say it's funny there were we, we we learned lessons from it but we we basically outsourced a lot of the customer service but it was just carnage because this bloke sold us the dream and it was, it was just like it was basically winging it yeah like but I'm, I'm sure there's been a lot far worse that you've probably got experiences like this whole the customer service game is yeah like i had like 35 need, people in the philippines at one point 35 yeah and that's when she was hitting God. the fan but you don't yeah. i was like fucking hell but you much. don't know like you're sort of just leaving them them to it yeah it was like, through an agency yeah so, like, exactly. I, was was an in the same, agency, I was in the same boat but philippine stuff yeah because when they say like, like oh each person can reply to x amount of emails in a day and i go hang on a minute i can probably do more than that yeah you definitely can yeah so it's yeah. like it's like so i'm being ripped off somewhere along the lines but yeah look, lessons were learned um which we're trying to put in place for this year basically so we can scale yeah for sure so the personal shopping stuff then, because is that competitive? I feel like... It, yeah, it is. The markets, I mean, I, the markets come yeah. crazy saturated. The one account I used to see was that Undivided. Yeah, originally. Undivided. I mean, I'm not yeah, massive yeah, in the yeah. space. I don't follow it that much. Yeah, but. yeah. So, so they were sort of one of the originals. Then 
and another page called Kreps Locker, they basically caught that. You know, there's in like every field, there's a few people who caught that initial wave of like Instagram growth. Yeah. Um, and they they sort of set the level, and then the market has become it is extremely saturated uh, now. But where we sort of fall in is that most of the people. Yo, fellas, quick one. First bit of promo for the pod. You may or may not have heard, I released a fucking econ course a few months ago. Basically spent like six months making it because I was in between businesses, as you probably know, if you follow my shit. I must say, 12 hours long, it's fucking quality content. I was gonna drop it at like 1,500 quid with some bullshit guru-y webinar and all that rubbish, but as you know, it's not my main thing. I'm working on a new brand right now, very, very fucking much in the trenches, which is why I think it's actually a better course than everything else out there, because it's built on real experience of my brands in the past and my current one. I think it's super, super valuable. If you're interested in e-com, you're already in e-com and you want it to get into e-com, zero to one, starting a brand from scratch, then definitely worth investing in. Link is in the bio of this video or podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever the fuck you're listening or watching and enjoy the rest of the pod. I think it's important with this sort of business that we're all selling the same product. So yeah. so the consumer, if you just want to be the cheapest, then fair enough, be the cheapest, but your margins are going to get absolutely hammered. Mm. So what you need to think about is what can we do which our competitors can't? So how can we make the consumer want to, to buy from us? And a lot of the people who sell this stuff are just like, who I was, like the 16, 17 year old, like jumping on the tube who gives you your shoes in like a JD bag. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas we're trying to fall into that level of like uh, more professional, like the packaging's quite high level. So it feels like more of an experience. You're going to get hit with emails. You're going to hopefully buy again. We're going to r- try to run it like a, like a proper business. And that's why we've sort of had that success because everyone's sort of just dealing with these... Uh, with these just young guys who were just trying to just shot and make like 50 quid here and there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas they they would actually would rather just be online, pay by Klarna, buy. It will come in a, like the next day and they've got a bit more of a seamless experience, even if it does come at a, a bit more of a price. Um, but look, in whatever you do, there's there's different markets and you just sort of have to pick your market and, and go at it. Yeah. And, and did this start because you were just like personally a massive designer clothing? Yeah, not e- not even massively. All like, <laughs> or was it more just an observation? Like, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I, I was basically into trainers. Mm. And as I was growing up. There's me, my, my fucking toes out. My, <laughs> yeah, my, own, got- my own clipped toenails. <laughs> I really should have dressed better for this one. No, no. I was sort of into trainers, but it was that like, I've always been interested in business and interested in making money. Um, from a young age and not I don't care about the money's just the value or a determinant of like how well is something doing you know like mm. probably a lot of people you know not really doing it for the, the money anymore it's just a gauge on how successful they are yeah um, so I was always interested in that and then as I was going like through the like 15 16 17 it was like right do I either like want to be working on like laboring which I did for like six mm. months uh, or do I want to, I'd much rather go out and try buy and flip and sell and generally wangle deals. Um, so I sort of found trainers as a bit of a platform to do that. And like, I used to like sleep outside like uh, like Nike Town and stuff like that to go yeah. get a shoe to like flip it for like 60 quid. But in my head, it would be like, mate, I just made 60 quid. Or I could have like worked in bloody McDonald's or something. Um, yeah. So that's just sort of how my, my head processed it. And it was only sort of, like I said, where I sort of started that website, not really thinking anything of it. Um, 
that I really, it was the first thing where I really thought, right, if I'm just going to go all in on this, and and luckily it worked. Um, but yeah, like I said, I've had a lot of businesses which haven't worked, but I think it's, do you know what I mean? The biggest failure, in my opinion, is somebody doesn't try anything. Um, mm. So Yeah, so that's, that's what I was saying. And I went on the podcast, 44 podcasts. I think I've put it out as a bonus episode now, but yeah, I was saying that, so true. Yeah, you just can't be scared of failure. But I'm, I went. You go through that period where you're thinking, like, am I a bit delusional? Like, keep like nothing really. Probably have to not, be a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Started. I think you have to be. Nothing seems to be working that well, and everyone's not laughing at use the wrong word. But like, like I'm fortunate now that we the business does very well. Like my life has changed. All this jazz. Mm. Um, but I've had like close family, close friends who, when it was like coming up. When I told them I was leaving this like well-paid job in the city, and they like, they, like they, I remember one instance, and someone like laughed in my face, and then was like, "So what? You're gonna sell trainers the rest of your life?" And it's like, mm. <laughs> like now they're a bit like, "Oh, you're right. How are you?" Generally, sort of thing. So I think yeah. everyone does just sort of. Not everyone's going to understand your your vision and where you see things, but fortunately, I think I'm very much a believer that if you sort of go all in on something and don't don't really stop until you make it happen. A bit like with with your new new project. If you just go t- like tunnel vision, like... Yeah, it's just like if you don't, if you don't give do up, I mean? you won't lose, basically. Yeah, exactly. But it's, but it's a lot harder to never give up, you know, like... Yeah, exactly. It's a bit like yeah. if we... I, I'm a, I, Everyone this is the example I give, but if we said here, like we had a gun against the head and said, right, you guys have got to get together and you need to, to start a brand selling bloody toilet seats. Yeah. Like, we could probably do it. 100%. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. in a lifetime, we could probably build the best bloody toilet seat mm. the world's ever seen. But yeah. it's just a case of putting your mind like on it and sort of not stopping until you get there. Um, yeah, definitely. And that's just one of the, the many things I've learned sort of on this crazy business journey. Um, but yeah, constantly Yeah, it's interesting you actually went into like the corporate world First. Mate, crazy. So you had businesses you ever, that Have you ever been there? No. You've been in, I've done work experience been in a when desk, I was like 19. Like a desk job. I did, I wore a suit in Mayfair when I was 19 yeah, for six it, months, which I spoke <laughs> up for, but yeah. Fuck. Yeah, mate. Was that like in, in the city? Yeah, that was in the city. And I remember, like, I, I learned a lot of very good things and a, and a lot of the things I've tried to implement in business because I've sort of been on the, or I am now in the level of where you have to employ. And it's not a case of like, not everyone's like just that entrepreneur and like can just crack on with stuff and will work late at night and do think about things 24 seven, like mm. obsessive. A lot of the people who you might have to employ aren't going to have the same vision and the same goals. But if we're all the same, then it'd be a crazy old world. So, yeah. Um, but I remember just being at my desk once and I was like, right, just going to go like fancy a bit of air. It's like 11 o'clock. Just fancy going on a walk. Then you get up to go to that. It's like, well, where are you going? Or like, where have you been? Hmm. I, I just felt like saying like, do you, you might as well get a metal chain and put it to my leg because there's just like a, an invisible one when you're like making those, those comments. Yeah. So it is like, I think it is just sort of like a, a crazy, it is a crazy world. And it's not to slate it because it is the right thing for a lot of people. But I think for me, it was just like, it was a tough, tough, well, I don't know, I think it was like eight months. But yeah, and yeah. It, I did, yeah, I'd probably just, I think it's that society's pressure sort of just telling you, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do. Mm. And you can earn a shed ton of cash out of it, but phew, I'd rather make half the money and yeah, have freedom, isn't it? 100%, 100%. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, how big revenue. was the business then when you quit? Was it like, did you wait until it was yeah, like so replacing the income? I was basically was making like the in? same, I was making the same money from, from the business as my job. Um, 
which was just like a good few thousand pound a month, which I know mm. is a lot of money, um, but it was still a risk because you're not just yeah. giving away, you're giving away uh, your sort of career. Um, but what I did is I tried to think quite logically and I remember everyone was going like, well, what are you going to do when your business fails and all this like negative bullshit? Mm. And um, well, I was like, well, I'll just go back to a job. And they're like, how do you know there's going to be a job job when you finish? So I just went to my boss and I was like, right, I'm not going to be here because I'm going to quit. Yeah. But theoretically, if I came back in a year's time, would you offer me a job? And they were like, yeah. I was like, well, fucking <laughs> yeah, it's problem solved. Asymmetric bet. Then, yeah, it? yeah. It's like, well, I've got a, it's like, you know what I mean? I've gone onto the bookies and I've got a free bet. Like you're yeah. going to use it. Um, so sort of took the free bet and then went all in and then lucky everything, everything boomed. Obviously coronavirus is, like, did do the business wonders. Mm. Um, as damaging as it was for other businesses um, but yeah luckily the, the I can't believe it's off. been two years actually fucking hell mate it's fucked like the mate. past two years it's been a blur oh, fuck, I, like, I overthink this so much like, like we're just like looking back at like how quick time's gone and like things that have changed or whatever it's actually mad like yeah. particularly the past two years like 2020 I think everyone thought that you know this, this, surely COVID's done and then 2021 <laughs> fucking hell we're in 2022 Jesus Christ yeah, it has been a crazy time, but I think um, I think hopefully we're at the tail end. Yeah, for sure. So how did you actually start like sales-wise then? Was it purely organic? Or was yeah, there, like, so it was only, strategy? I basically only introduced the website in November 2020. Um, so prior to that, it was basically just hustling through Instagram DMs, yeah. um, which is, the business is actually really, quite simple and I think people maybe in the the in like the industry overcomplicate it complicate it but basically what you're mm. doing is you're selling a product people want so that's do you know what I mean we don't have to market the latest shoes like yeah. Nike and all, all the other brands do your do that for us um, so so that that's got a big tick yeah. um, we just sort of need to make it look cool so you basically need to just drive traffic and then you just need to try convert the traffic um, so we mm. were basically just trying to trying to grow the page, getting people to view it on the Instagram, they were inquiring and then it's just about the conversion. But I think a lot of it for me is, it's a high value good. So maybe like average order value for us is over 400 pound, just a fraction over. So people want to deal with someone they feel comfortable with. So it's yeah. like getting their number, like becoming friends with them. And I do like legitimately, probably a bit like you, like a lot of the people I, I speak with on a daily basis, because they can afford the products I sell, um, or we sell a lot of, they're normally hugely successful in their field. Um, mm. So I'm lucky enough that a lot of the people I, I sell to have almost become, or they are friends. Um, so I've yeah. built some really like good relationships off the back of it. Um, but yeah, that's basically, we basically just started there and then the website sort of added a new dynamic. And it was only over lockdown where I was like, right, I'm just gonna, what's this Facebook ads business all about? Mm. Like everyone was just getting hammering on. Obviously everyone had loads of time. So I was like, right, this week, try to set myself a little weekly goal. Uh, I'm just gonna watch an hour of, on whatever, any Facebook ad video a day. Yeah. So I just got learning, learning, eventually just started pumping some money. And then at the time, none of my competition, it was actually like, no fear of God essentials. You know, it's got like the big mm. essentials here. Yeah, no one else was really running ads on them. And I was like, I was like, right, let's just see what this ad's business is, right? Just ran like the most simple carousel ad. And it basically had like, it looked 
so shit. But it had Trust Pilot in the bottom yeah, left yeah. corner and then the Clear Pay Clan at the yeah, top yeah, right. Classic like, absolute, combo. Absolute classic. Um, and it was like Fear of God Essentials in stock now, blah, blah. But I was running it and it was getting like a five pound cost uh, CPA. It's a cost Fucking for acquisition. Hell, really? Jesus yeah, Christ. Because everyone, it was, it was, yeah, mate, it was locked down. Everyone wanted these yeah. hoodies and no one, there's no competition. Yeah. Um, so then just started hammering at that, scaling that. I was like, mate, this econ business is an absolute piece of piss. Yeah. Then obviously the whole market sort of caught on. And uh, we obviously had a bit of like logistics trying to get orders out the door. But I sort of saw the capability of it then. It sort of mm. then tinkered off. Uh, at the same time, I was trying to build like what I call the private side of the business, which is like where we're dealing with the, the high net worth, the people who are buying yeah. more regularly. Um, put in place a couple like sales people uh, they're effectively like dealing they've got a client list they're sending mm. out broadcasts of the latest stuff they're making sure their clients are, like if, if they say oh I'm going on holiday next week we'll put like outfits together they'll buy whatever they need for their holiday yeah um, so it's sort of been trying to grow the two together because you need both as much as, as the other but the e-com side is is yeah it's, it's good but the trouble we have is a lot of the uh, because it's a high value good like the problem with all e-com is scaling's difficult with like your margins are tight and you have yeah. to invest a lot into stock and if like if you're selling a, a, a product which only costs you a few pounds it's very different to if like a, a shoe might cost us three four five hundred pounds mm. so stocking a lot of it yeah becomes, yeah. becomes difficult so um why would and this might be a shitty question but like why would someone come to you rather than just go into the brand yeah. Stock. Well, most most is of it, it availability or what? Yeah. So most of it, if it's like a Nike trainer, it's obviously just sold out. It goes onto the secondary market. Nike are just like pumping it at the minute. They really they're trying to build their brand. Mm. Um, so like any Jordans or stuff like that is just dunks. They're just selling out instantly. So then they have no choice but to buy it from the secondary market. Yeah. Um, the designer stuff often it's a fraction cheaper through us, but people want like a one stop shop. So even the person who buys like the Louis Vuitton hoodie also wants the Dior trainers and also wants the Amiri jeans. Mm. Uh, but they don't want to have to sort of, first of all, like I think going to shops like the high street, whilst if it's still an experience, people still look like, I know firsthand people don't want to do it. Yeah, a yeah. lot of effort, like driving into London, all that jazz. Um, so people want... They just want it sorted and like they might have a contact at Dior and they might have a contact, but they don't want to have to deal with like so many different people. They just want to go, they don't want to have to drive into London, get there for them to say, oh, sorry, sir, it's sold out. Yeah, they yeah. say, oh, when can you get it? It's like, oh, we don't know. They just want someone to, to basically take that away just from Paying them. for the ease. Yeah, the it's just convenience. That's yeah. all like what business is a lot. That's what this service-based yeah, business, yeah. it's just convenience. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's sort of where we fall and there there is huge demand for the goods we sell um so we basically just need to hopefully be the best at supplying it so how does it split then between like that like client side and yeah the so at the minute it's that over christmas the e-com side went like fucking nuts mm. we're selling a lot of playstations but we basically were just hammering we we're spending like 2k a day on google ads yeah so we were just top of google ads and playstations yeah. there was like a massive shortage we managed how to do set- you even get the stock though if there's a oh, shortage mate. <laughs> i mean i literally don't know so I'm right i can't reveal all the tricks but people yeah. basically what happens is there's these kids who do like botting so at least with the playstations like john lewis were releasing them argos were releasing them 
all these sort of places. Yeah, yeah. The play, it's not like Nike were releasing them, mm. but because Nike set up things against bots, so they can't happen. But bots, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know, is basically someone's created a software. So as soon as something goes live, they can basically buy it. A lot of the time, they can even set up the bot so it can be bought before it's even live on the website because it has to be backloaded. Like all this crazy stuff. Mm. Uh, but these, yeah, it's, there's things called cook groups, which are just, it's a bit out of my remit, but obviously I know people who do it. Um, but people were basically exploiting these websites like John Lewis, Argos, all that jazz, uh, because they didn't really have anything in place. Like John Lewis, like they're never worried about like a kettle selling out instantly. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> you know what I mean? like, the, the, the Gaggio like, kettle drops. Yeah, exactly. So they weren't that worried. Well, they didn't have anything in place. So people were basically being able to buy like hundreds uh, they were going on the secondary market and then we could could pick a lot of them up um, mm. off them. It was actually at the point where we were the only, we could we basically dominated the market because we were, we were the only buyer at, at bolt level. So say if someone had a hundred, they would never normally want to have a hundred because they wouldn't be able to like have the cash flow to deal with it. But we were just buying, we were selling like, we sold like 2000 in six weeks. Yeah, so we, yeah, we did did do yeah. a lot of them, but we were like the only buyer in the market, and we would have people like we've got a a, a warehouse, and we'd have people like turn up, and we're like, mate, have we already bought these? Like, have we paid for them, and he was like, mm. oh no, no, my friend just told me you're buying loads, and they'd have like a van full of like forty of them, and we'd be like, how oh, wicked, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, luckily, like, I know we'll get hate because people are like, oh, your people should just let them have for the people, but it's just sort of the way the market works. It's supply yeah, yeah. and demand at the end of the day. That's just. It's a yeah. free market we live in. Yeah, for uh, sure. But yeah, we did have obviously a bit of hate saying, why have you charged so much for a PlayStation? You're ripping off my son and all that. Yeah, uh, fuck. <laughs> I can imagine that. But most of it was positive. Like we had so many obviously happy customers who have been buying from us again and again that we managed to get them one. So that's the main thing. Okay, yeah. So I'm learning a lot about this industry for sure. Um, in terms of like the whole, because I feel like one of the one of the accounts I first saw actually is, was it a guy called Yella? Yeah, yeah. Is that a competition or what? Yeah, yeah. He, mate, the guy, I don't know him personally. He's like anonymous, right? Yeah, he's anonymous, but he, mate, he's a genius. Absolute marketing genius. Um, he owns that clothing brand called... Uh, Yellow World. Yeah, that's the yeah, one. Yeah. Um, which have done like amazingly well and I think they're probably only a few years old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did sort of start this whole thing because at the time it was like, well, why are these guys selling stuff which you can just buy in the shops? Yeah. Um, but then the whole market sort of grew off the back of it. But I've even spoken to people in like in the US, in in Europe, but there's not a huge, here there's obviously all these like loads of personal shoppers, people, everyone has like person who sorts them out, all their stuff. Mm. Uh, but it's not the same in any other, well, it's a bit amongst Europe, but in the US it's definitely not that way. But I think just at least in the UK that the culture for designer clothes is immense. Like, yeah, I've noticed that. Mate, it's mad now. Like it's almost like, like I can't slate it because it's it's stuff I sell and wear. <laughs> yeah, like a pair of shoes for a thousand pounds is normal. Like it's absolutely normal for now. Like, like whereas maybe even two three years ago it was like at the four hundred pound price mark, mm. and then it went up to six hundred, seven hundred, and these brands are just pushing it. And you know, there's someone like at the back of it going like, "What the hell is going yeah, on here?" All these brands colluding the market yeah, but just to raise the prices. The, the market's quite interesting because when you think about it, the more expensive something is, the less people can afford it. So then the more, yeah. so so then almost the people who can afford it want it even more because they're thinking like, "Mate, if I've got that, that." 
he'll mm. know that I can afford that. So then it's like, I actually really fucking want that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like this whole right. thing, like who can have the most expensive watch? Like, oh, he's wearing a, a Rolex. It's like, oh mate, he's got an RM on. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then everyone just like, it's like, yeah, he's got a, he's got yeah, a, sooner or later, his watch is worth like 5 million quid. Yeah. And it's like, then he's got a Jacob custom something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's a, a constant like Instagram culture and just like oh, Love mate, Island culture. I'd probably mate, I think it. I think it must. And I think people look at it like, well, if you haven't got this stuff, you're not the, you're, you're not successful. But I've had like, where I wear a lot of the designer stuff, like I've had conversations with people who are like, far more elite than me mm. like in terms of the business world like, like miles above and i feel like a right fucking idiot because i'm there dressed like head to toe uh in all this gear and they're just in like they're, they're like standard stuff probably thinking like what the fuck is this geezer doing like wasting all this yeah, money yeah. so there are like pros and cons but i always say to people that there's a lot worse things you can spend your money on and it if it makes you feel good do you know what I mean yeah Go for very it. true very true but I've seen a lot of people say, oh, what a waste of money, but... I kind of say that. Yeah, I know, you say <laughs> that. <just> funny. <laughs> but some of Maybe the people we sell enough. to, most of the people, like, this isn't even a, like, a touch of their wealth. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't even touch That's the size. That's the thing, actually, because I was going to ask, like, I mean, maybe it's different with your clients, but, like, broadly speaking, if I had to hazard a guess, I'd say most people that wear design and clothing don't have money. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, there I is I look at someone head to toe in LV, I think they're probably, it was all on credit cards. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. But it probably depends where it is. Yeah. It's like central London. I don't know. Maybe, in all honesty, I would disagree just on base of everything I've learned. Like I've, some of the people yeah, who do buy, I mean, like, I, I who know. do buy consistently, like whatever they do, like they're, they're fucking loaded. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't even like, do you know what I mean? Spending like five, 10 K doesn't like, do you know I mean? It's not even day's work. Yeah, like, it's like I mean, me, the clients, average person. What sort of clients do you get, genuinely speaking, that, that would spend the most? Yeah, just all sorts. In, in all honesty, I always say to people, it's, it's not the people always think, oh, so how much did he spend talking about like footballers and stuff? But what you've got to remember is those footballers, they are like, they're elite level sportsmen. A lot of them are really committed to field. They're not going to like Libertine every single night. Whilst they yeah. might go like every now and then. Um, they're not hammering the nights out. They're not like doing all this. They're normally probably just in like a night tracksuit. Mm. Uh, whilst they might have nice stuff when they go on holiday. But yeah, there's all sorts of, we, we have people who are just like businessmen, own own their own whatever, even like uh, just anyone who's sort of done well. A lot of young, young successful people. I've got a really uh, good relationship with a lot of watch dealers. And for mm. them, they're selling to like the rappers. They're selling to the every people. They sort of need to be wearing this stuff. Yeah. And I think even even like footballers, like a lot of them now, they are like celebrities. Like mm. it's not like the Alan Shearer days are a bit over, like where it's just like, mate, he's just going to go on and just boot wherever he can. Try yeah, bang yeah, goals. Like now it's like, who's got the most followers? Like, yeah. because then they're getting better. Yeah, they're betting, getting better contract deals. And they're thinking like, right, after my career, it's like the David Beckham, I suppose, was the first one who sort of did it, where he was a bigger bit, than football. Yeah, he's bigger than football. Mm. Like, I, I don't know the stats. I've never even looked at it. But if you looked at his career earnings versus his, what he earns out, I don't, I don't even know. But I think FIFA paid him like fucking tens of millions of his face on that in like 2020 or 2021, wherever it was. But his earnings would be fucking crazy. But he built himself to be this like into his fashion. Personal brand. And yeah, shit. his personal brand's crazy. So I think a lot of, 
it's being recognised now that if you are like like Mbappe, people like that, they have they want to look good all the time. Every time they want the latest stuff, so they they are investing basically in themselves. Like the cost of having those new clothes, like wearing the new LV collection, is like fucking minor. Yeah, um, very true. And he, I know that's the top of the scale, but there is lower lower levels to mm. it. And people always like if someone looks like the absolute part twenty four seven, like a brand's going to want to sponsor them. Um, so it, yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it. But then likewise, there's people who just go out to clubs and want to wear the, the latest Louis Vuitton jacket. Um, but yeah, there's a real mixture. Yeah, legit. Who's have you got an example of like what's the most someone's ever spent with you? Yeah, excluding. You must get mad. Some of the order values. Yeah, it's like. It, you, I remember when I got my first order, and it was like, I think it was about big order. It was like 8K. I was like, Jesus Christ. And it was basically a guy, and he just wanted every Yeezy. But like, I had someone co- like call me. He don't, won't mind me saying this, but there's basically a shoe, like an off white dunk. They're like between like five and 700 pound a pair, but mm. Nike basically released 50 pairs. They're all slightly different. They're all pretty much the same part from a few yeah. different colored laces. But this guy was like, I want every pair. And it's like, like mate, you sure? Like, do you know what I mean? You've only got two feet. And yeah, he's like, no, it. I want every pair. So they're like 500 quid a pair. So that'd be like 25Ks worth of shoes. Fucking but it's hell. just like, yeah, minor. So they're- How do people pay for that? Cause like uh, people that don't do econ might not understand like, the relevance of that because for example if someone puts that on card could they just like charge that back and then <laughs> yeah. issues no we do have to I've actually like, um, order values like that I often wonder that when yeah, someone buys yeah, like no, a Richard we, Mill we, on a we'll, card we'll just invoice um, and they'll just send a, a straight back transfer um, yeah to avoid that yeah would you do like card payment on yeah, that sort of shit not at that level no and even at that level we'll take um, like ID and stuff like that but you do need to be fucking careful like yeah. unfortunately the like I've been stung like when was it? It was at the basically Bitcoin was at thirteen thousand pound at the time, mm. and someone so however long ago it was that like year and a half two years ago, someone was buying some stuff off me, claimed to pay Bitcoin. I spoke to someone, blah blah blah. I was like young naive. He, I sold him loads of stuff, um, built a relationship with him, blah blah blah. Turned up, spent thirteen k Bitcoin, yeah, in my Coinbase wallet. Um, look the next day it's not there I'm like fuck uh-huh. well here we go it's basically some some chargeback they basically figured called a double spend you can't do it anymore and it actually recently got eliminated off the platform but mm. yeah this fucking prick who's out there hopefully watching this um, and you got he basically shit. did a double spend yeah took all came to our office took all the stuff yeah best mates bud like yeah money's with you uh, it was basically a loophole on the Coinbase network to make it look like you'd receive your money Mm. Um, but yeah, we get targeted. All the, we always have people try stuff on like twenty four seven, and like we're fortunate enough that we don't need. If there's any element of like risk or slyness, we just can swerve it. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like we get targeted heavy. Like our our online SagePay account, and obviously, where people pay via card. If you don't know, just guess how much. You SagePay? Yeah. Fucking hell! So that's like, is that like no, a but Stripe do not like that's what, what I mean. we do. Stripe, no, yeah. Stripe not having it. Because most people would use the Stripe payment, Stripe, whatever. Yeah, shit. well, they don't. Yeah, neither of those let you do what we do on on their platform because it's like we don't have the right to sell Nike and all that stuff. We're not an authorized oh, reseller. Interesting. Yeah, so we have to go down the SagePay route. Where 
definitely hammers a bit of conversion because yeah, yeah. you have to go through that. And all your stock then, is that like 3PO? I know, I know we'll get on to, no, on so to I, the, the jewelry shop in a minute. Yeah, but no, our stock is, we've got, a where, we've got a warehouse where we keep most of our stock. Um, but how it basically works is we typically try to increase it about 50, 60% of, of orders we have in, in physical stock so we can get to the customer the next day. Um, but the remaining 40% are either sourced in, but we basically know someone who's got it already. So we have a good network of people who've got maybe similar stock levels, so like large amounts of stock who are like holding trainers. Um, and then we can basically get it in from them and, and sort of middleman the deal. But the thing yeah. with, with trainers is, whilst there's a lot of downside, say like a, a Jordan comes out, today it might be £200 on the market, but in a year's time, it's not like the watch market where secondhand is still just like a normal thing, like secondhand pair of shoes, the price just absolutely plummets. Mm. So in a year's time, there's a lot less pairs in the market. If demand's still the same, it's still in fashion, the price is just, they've gone from 200 to 400. So actually holding them from the year isn't actually the end of the world. Yeah. Um, so it's quite good. It's like most things like you, stock price actually depreciates in this stock price can actually appreciate if you're clever. Yeah, um, yeah. and I know people who make a living like a good living who've got like a few million quid and they basically just hammer buy loads of shoes um, just sit on them for like six months and they make like 20-30% of the money but if you it's, it's good money mm. if you're doing it over a few hundred grand shoes, yeah. yeah it's an interesting concept mate the whole I've, the, the, I've had crazy ideas with it Yo fellas, quick one. You may or may not have noticed there's been a bit of merch, so to speak, in recent episodes. We've got two different things. We've got some of the retro style OG Neon Beach posters that are designed like four years ago. You may have seen that on my Instagram. And then we've got some of the best-selling OG viral style neon signs that basically did start that entire craze about two years ago now. So yeah, if you want to add something to your home office, your living room, just anywhere sick basically that you want to add that extra thing to and support the channel, then you can check that out. Link is in the bio, midnight.co forward slash shop and yeah just an aesthetic item to complement the process i suppose cheers for watching and enjoy the rest of the pod um but the trouble is is like storage like it's probably a bit like wine when you get onto a, a big level you need to have yeah. like a fucking massive cellar do you know what i mean it, it can't just be out of a like a little random uh storage unit or anything like that um so yeah but no it is an interesting concept if you had to pick either the like personal shopping like more client side or the e-com side and run with it which one would you pick and why it's got to be e-com to be honest just because the scalability mm. um the personal shopping side is brilliant and it sort of got me where where i am today but it's it's difficult because there's a lot of moving parts you're constantly on your phone like you can't switch yeah. off i think like where i used to your be what's that must be fucked. oh mate it's a mess um <laughs> I've got another phone which has got like six contacts like and it just past like eight o'clock I just turn off that phone and I'm yeah, just yeah. I'm on my one where I don't I know no one's gonna text me if it goes I'm like at least I know who it is yeah, yeah, um, but yeah it is a mess but yeah it'd have to be the e-com side just because of the scalability um, but look there's, there's pros and cons I think I'm sort of past the point now where I'm like oh mate just made another 200 quid and it's like oh boom and it's like quick fires like on the phone to him doing the deal like I used to absolutely buzz off it um, but now it's sort of like fatigued down where I'm getting into the more e-com and it's more like do you know what I mean it can be like a quiet Sunday you haven't done too much work but your shop of is absolutely flying um, yeah. so I think I think that's got to be it just because of the scalability and I'm like I'm not in a place where I want to just keep everything where it is and just float along I'm trying to actively grow yeah and what do you think the biggest challenge is 
the scale ecom because obviously doing decent scale yeah like, f- for me it was like we had a big level? we had a big issue a cash flow issue like probably where we were scaling over christmas like people don't understand that mm. like if you're doing like a million pound turnover a month like that money's got to go through somewhere do you know what I mean? it's got to come out of your bank account for the product obviously there's a margin on it basically yeah. bought but if your margin is 10 percent you've just moved yeah a shit ton of money so i think my ego i don't know whether it's my ego but I don't want to seek investment just because I like the control, I like the way I run the business. Mm. Um, you hear horror stories, but I suppose there's also a lot of positive stories. Um, but it's probably just the, the cash side, cash flow side of things, to be honest. Um, but I've got it this far, and I feel like if you just continuously add, 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 but obviously, like, you've probably been there's times when you feel like, do you know what I mean? Like, you've got fucking shit ton of money tied up and you're in yeah, stock I've or, had like multi six figures tied up in fucking payment processes before. Mate, we just put reserves. On I'm having because you're scared. Well, we had, yeah, we, we had problems with the banks in December. Not that we did anything wrong. Basically, just because of like activity, just went absolutely through the roof. Yeah, and they're like, tell us X Y Z. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then mm. they just decide to hold your money, and then all this, all this stuff. So I think that is the main issue, well, the main hurdle. But mm. I don't think it's. I don't know. What's your opinion on seeking investment and all that? Well, I've done it for this yeah. new one. You've gone down that. I suppose it relieves. I spoke. It relieves. It wasn't pressure. I suppose it definitely wasn't for money. That's not the main reason. That yeah, it was for guidance. I mean, I spoke about it in more depth on I think two episodes that have gone out by now. Yeah, but yeah, it was really for stress sharing, guidance, and experience, and really more, to give it more of a plan for for where I want yeah. to take it. Yeah. Because it was more about the people that were coming on rather than the money. Yeah, and that's important. And, th- and that's also why I took investment rather than like a loan or, you know, revenue Yeah, because you could have got the money easily is what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah ultimately. So, yeah, yeah no, I think why. I think that is important. I suppose that comes to like building like a an A team, like people who are on the same vision, people who want to take it in the same path because you can't, mm. like I've learned, you can't get far on your own. Like, yeah, I've learned like, that the hard way. Yeah, you try like, sure. I'm just going to hammer this. And I'm going to figure out what this email marketing jazz is all about. It'd be a piece of piss. Mm. And suddenly you're like getting zero click-throughs and you're like losing yeah, subscribers. Um, so I think, yeah, I think I listened to something interesting the other day, a while ago, which I've tried to like implement. And basically this business shit, it's just about well, once you get to a level, like once you've got a model which works, you've got people who want your product, it's just about a recruitment process. Yeah. So if you can hire like the best in each field, do you know what I mean? Let them get on. You don't really need to know what's what's going on. Mm. Uh, but if you can hire the best in each field, obviously just let them sort of flourish with it. Um, yeah, for sure. So I'm trying to adopt that. Um, but yeah, teams, mate, it's so important. More important do you think knowing. having your own warehouse over like a 3PO, because I know you do for the other brand. Yeah, yeah. To, is that like, because I've never done that. I've always outsourced. I thought like, yeah. why do I want to have my own warehouse? How can I scale as quick, et cetera? Yeah. So I, we basically, I would put it in a three pill if we could, but because of the stock turnover is so fast, like the checking in the barcoding would absolutely be like a logistic nightmare. Yeah. Because there might be a new shoe release. We wouldn't have time to like check it into a three PL. Them to go like, it's here. Yeah, and where true. it's a high value good, I always worry like, do you know what I mean? Suddenly mm. your shoe just goes missing. It's like, sorry, you, like, you get a fucking email yeah. from someone saying, this has been stolen. Two pound conversation from James. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... I would if I could, but unfortunately we can't. But we had that same thing. It's, you asked like, what was the difficulty over Christmas? We had like, Matt was calling up 
if you're on my phone, but you probably got a call over Christmas being like, hi, mate, I know you've been working like in a job a few years, but I don't suppose you've got a like, spare hand, like, because we basically couldn't get enough people to package orders. Really? Uh, yeah, but not in like a, we were, we were doing maybe, let's say, 250 orders leaving a day, but that actually takes a fuck ton of time. Like, if you've ever been to a 3PL, yeah. like, they've got a legit operation. Like, our operation hopefully was good, but it was like, not as organized as what what they're doing so yeah, we were yeah. basically like all just figuring it out all jumping on board but part part of the growth i suppose part of the fun of it how big do you want to make it then like because obviously everyone, everyone talks about scale 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 but then it's not always like the way because there's a lot of things that come with scaling more like, yeah no and i've like learned that from where you are i've now, learned that recently where like, would you want to take it relative yeah, I've, I've learned that recently that scaling you've got to be fully committed and your margins will in my opinion get like dampened oh for sure yeah. and like we operate off a small margin already like month on month well it's only about 13 percent take home so it's small um still pretty good for ecom yeah it is it is good pleased with it but it's tight because if you know I me mean? if you drop a few percent yeah you, you yeah. suddenly could be gone like we start employing like mad mm. um but yeah i think look my I'm extremely ambitious and I feel like growth is just part of like, I feel like as I'm hopefully developing, the business will develop. Um, and that's sort of like showing my, like the, the, the month I'd, I, or the, the year where I'm not growing at all and profits are the same and revenues the same is sort of like, that would just drive me fucking crazy. Yeah. But I think it's sort of a bit like, we, I think we spoke before, like it's not about, the money, all the, all this jazz. It's not about. It's just like how you monitor your success. Um, but yeah, I I think it is. I'd love to scale it and keep pushing it further. But unfortunately, I feel like the market, at least in the trainers, I think it will continue to develop and change. And what I don't like about the market, which is why I'm sort of seeking other opportunities, is that a lot of it is sort of out of our control. So I can't predict trends. There always will be a trend, but I can't. I'm not producing a product I'm in control of. Um, so it, it's harder to, like, there could be a few or a few months where there's, like, been no good releases and our profits are just down. So yeah. It's sort of out of our control. Whereas at least if you're yeah, running your own brand where you're making your own product, um, at least you can sort of, like, take full accountability for it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I see there is there is growth, but I think the the scale of growth cannot be as quick as if you were just running, like, a simple econ brand. Yeah, for sure. So many things we want to go on to. But um, on <laughs> yeah, the jewellery brand, I feel like we have to cover both probably. A yeah, little bit. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to cover it. So, yeah, a million quid first year. That's pretty much exactly what I did with Midnight City in the first year. And fucking, I feel like jewellery is so competitive now. So Mate. That's probably I, more impressive on your side, I think. Because yeah, you've I think done it look, the, mar later. the market's competitive. You were in Just the male market. Were you in the male market yeah, or male. both? Yeah. Slightly both, but 99% male. Well, 90% male. Yeah. So we're strictly female which for anyone in the looking to get into the e-com space I personally would recommend they just um, spend money when they're fucking bored don't they yeah I think girls just spend more money than men at least yeah, if it's me I'm like, online, like yeah 100% online and I also feel like girls as boys are like we, we look into things where girls are like I'll just buy it and return it if I don't want it like yeah, the, the, men so the mentalities true. the mentalities different um, so we're operating the female market we're at a fair price point like say a, a necklace can be like 50 quid probably is that a similar sort of yeah yeah so a similar fair price point like affordable um we've basically yeah we've basically just seen 
well, we saw really good results and the ba- the brand is scaling quick and that is basically the plan for this year to just try scale as quick as possible um but we're learning we're learning fast but i think it just comes down to key the at least for me the key fundamental is just having a good product yeah. um and i know people overlook and they look into this marketing whilst that is crazy important because you need people to buy it but if you've got a good product and you've got customers returning um i think that's that's the key um so i think just spending time on your product development making sure it's actually something like legit like good like yeah. if you received it you'd be like well this fucking is it just cool. stainless steel jewelry i assume yeah, yeah stainless it's steel jewelry product yeah it doesn't fucking man <laughs> yeah doesn't doesn't tarnish yeah uh tarnish free so we've got like we've got loads of arms you can play of like waterproof sweat proof like finding your audience and basically just targeting mm. them making them feel like they need the product but we've had like what i also feel like is important is like you need that emotional connection and um, the the business basically is called D. Louise, which is based on my girlfriend who her mum sadly passed away in 2017 of cancer. And it's named after her, Debbie Louise. Mm. Um, but w- th- there is the whole point of the brand. It's more than just like, go buy your, your jewellery. Yeah. It's like this whole like empowering woman. And it's like this, you, there, there's loads of emotional and I won't go on but it's just like the whole journey of, of how she sort of left her job which she hated or didn't enjoy and now is like fuck like I actually run my own business do you know what I mean it's yeah. just like this, this cool thing like we're all here and we all sort of just take it for granted that like we can go do what we want but realistically like 99% of society can't um, mm. so it's sort of just like supporting that but yeah the margins are good good room to scale we've started selling a lot in America recently, so looking to go in a three PL out there, Q two. Um Where the Americans buy more. Is it primarily Instagram? Or What's what? that? Yeah. Is it like in terms of ads and shit. Yeah, but where are you spending? Yeah, basically Facebook, Instagram, Google. We're actually doing really well on. Um surprisingly, but I feel like Google's harder to like scale to a good level. Mm. That's at least what we're finding. Um but yeah, it's that whole thing like getting on the customer journey, like email marketing is crazy important, which I I've only probably learned in the last yeah, like, yeah. seven, eight months. That's bad. Um, You've only been doing all this shit like two years. Yeah. Well, I have, I, I've been like sort of along. dabbling along with it, but yeah, I yeah. sort of just sort of like went all in on it. My, my idea was um, that to do well in like a, you could be the best at what you do, but if the, if the, if the industry or whatever you're doing is, is on the downhill cycle, you'll never do that well. Whereas I sort of saw this like, yeah, e-com's basically on the up, in my opinion. Hundred percent. And I think there's a there's a huge. It's like the, and that whole agency model that's also on the up. Mm. Um, so I thought, sort of think if I can get in here and even do a half good job, I remember like we could do it and it, like you can earn like getting to like the ten k a month profit isn't actually. Well, I know it's not easy. It's not overnight success, but people can do it yeah. quite quick if you actually put your mind to it and learn all mm-hmm. the basic fundamentals, apply the right mindset, you can get there. Um, yeah. So I think I'd sort of learnt that and then now we're just sort of learning all the lessons of scaling. Um, but just constantly, I think what some people maybe do wrong is they spend too much time working and less, not enough time learning. Um, so I do try focus to try just constantly like read, listen to podcasts. This podcast. Uh, yeah, this podcast in particular. Yeah. If you haven't listened to every episode, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, um, yeah listen, listen, listen to podcasts, all that jazz. Um, and then yeah it's it's luckily all sort of clicking together do you think stock management's a bitch for jewellery because that's one thing oh, I used mate. to find I think I had like literally it's actually quite hilarious I think there was like 
55,000 units of stock at one point and I was only selling like 5,000 a month and I, I didn't even think I was just like because the stock price was so like the unit cost Cheap. was so yeah, low yeah yeah so you I had the money put it on the Amex like we'll just stock up but yeah like, especially when you got a lot of SKUs because yeah. obviously like I don't know if you're like yeah. sizing and shit but I think yeah, at one yeah, point yeah. I had like 250 SKUs and I was like fucking hell that's too many yeah, yeah, no, we have that. It was that. like 80% of the mate, sales with like two SKUs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, so, it, it, is a, it is a problem. Like we've got lines, like just like it's something which happened last week is we bought like, it was a ring and a bracelet. We bought like 4,000 of them. We had it trademarked, checked. Um, but basically, long story short is we can't sell them. But we've got like 4,000 rings and a thing. And it's like... I know they didn't cost a lot, but it's still like, what yeah. the fuck are we going to do with this then? Yeah. So you do have like, there, and whilst there being loads of different, because you can't just have a website with like three products, even if those three products do just sell. Yeah, um, so hard. yeah, it is an issue, but it, you still get your head around. It's like, we, we constantly have this debate. We've luckily like done a bit of a cash flow planning. So as long as everything goes to plan, we're okay. Um, on when you order and all that, that hoo-ha. But mm. you, at times you're like, this is why we went to 3PL. We were like, how much room are we taking up? Because we've got like, yeah, I don't know, like 70,000 units in here. And mm. I'm thinking like, Jesus Christ, like, do you know what I mean? Whilst they might only be, they're not hugely expensive, uh, not crazy money per unit. Um, it's still like a lot of money tied up. Like, yeah. it is a, not a, con- a concern's the wrong word, but you're thinking like, I hope this, like, do you know what I mean? Hope sales can continue because we've got yeah, a huge amount of money. So it is like, I don't know, it's one of the fucking e-com horrors that predicting yourselves is like extremely difficult like yeah. we had it over black friday where we sold way more than we ever thought then come like december we've got most things out of stock mm. um but it's not like i know the clothing game takes ages to design like and then you've got to get it to sample and then list like luckily jewelry's an easier design process yeah um so it is a bit quicker do you use tiktok yeah trying to push it i've been seeing like i've been on twitter like saying Organic, everyone's just everyone's TikTok. talking about TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mean how you can make ten k a month? I haven't done it yet, really. To like yeah. did a little bit with neon, but never organically. Like there's brands I've seen that are doing like hundred grand a month organic. Yeah, not even Mate, paid. I know it's like the new world, and I feel like that's what people always say. It's like oh, Facebook's dead, but there's always going to be a new thing. Do you know what yeah, I mean? You yeah. have to just be. Facebook's con- definitely not dead. It's just got more expensive. Yeah, you just to have to be constantly learning. Like you can't. You can never think, have that mindset of like, oh, I don't know anything about like, I'm not saying like, I know it's just hammering it and all like, everyone's bored of it, but like the whole NFT crypto space. Mm. You can't have the mindset anymore of like, I don't know anything about it. Like in case it is the next big thing, like yeah. you can't, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or at least pick your battles and go like, right, I'm just going to try to learn about this TikTok jazz because some people are having some success in it. Like we, we put up our first video on TikTok was like a, uh, it was like a 10 second clip of Mason Mount. In our office, we have this thing called the bin challenge where you basically have to like boot a football into a bin, which is on the other side of the warehouse. Mm. It's of Mason Mount just like doing a few he's doing it. Put it up, like no editing, no sound, nothing. We got like 350K views. And we were yeah, like, mate, you couldn't get near all that on Instagram. Like Not you couldn't get in a, in a fraction. Yeah. So we were like, Jesus Christ, this has to be powerful. So we've actually recently hired someone um, like a freelancer who's, who's basically just hammering our TikTok but even then you're getting like like 10k views is like a bad video yeah um, which you yeah you can't get it elsewhere but it's just learning all these platforms just trying to utilise them shit with um, like footballers then like Mason Mount um, I was down at Chelsea the other weekend oh, yeah. I'm actually a Liverpool fan but I've got a mate that has fucking season tickets so I was corrupted I think you were there as well yeah yeah I was there was there you got a season ticket yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how would you start, obviously like someone like him 
I assume they get bombarded by you know potential businesses yeah, yeah. Have, have you built like a relationship with pl- yeah. people like that yeah yeah so and like how, how does that work Mason I've actually been I have, I've been selling to him for a few years and it's only like I've known him and then he broke through to the Chelsea team and he had like a crazy debut at Stamford Bridge and then it's all sort of like he's sort of grown uh, as my business has sort of grown mm. um, but yeah like he's like he's like the face of Chelsea now, isn't he? Yeah, so he's it. he's at the point now where brands are approaching him because they want him to wear mm. wear their stuff. So there is that that sort of flip. But people, it is just like word of mouth. Like people want someone they trust. Um, but yeah, they all like, like every footballer who I've dealt with has been like an actual, like you, you think they're just going to be like this absolute like arrogant. They're actually been like really good blokes. Um, like most of them to get where they are are actually really like, switched on and they like do take everything seriously like people think oh they just mess about like they're actually mm. like on it um they're just extremely talented um so yeah that's word of mouth is just the main thing across there do people like that pay the same price or do yeah, they do yeah. they, they say like one discount because i'm promoting it no no they wouldn't they just pay the exact same price yeah yeah and uh, stop chewing this shit <laughs> do you get players that spend like ridiculous amounts yeah I mean, yes probably- and no. Not like, like I said, they're not the biggest spenders, to be honest, yeah. because they don't have a huge yeah, amount. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, footballers, like, I know people are going to slate me for saying this, but they actually, like, they don't have that huge amount of time off. And then their career, they are actually working a lot. Like, they basically get, they're like a fucking racehorse. Do you know what I mean? They're just yeah. like constantly, like, like they, they, they're playing, like, f- sometimes, like, five games in, in four weeks or three weeks. And I know it's like, oh, tough, like, really tough, blah, 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 going into training. And I get that. But they, they they are work bloody hard, so they don't actually have a huge amount of time off. Don't go out like twenty four seven. Obviously, there are like the Pogba's of the world, and I don't sell to him, but yeah, he would like. I'm sure he would have it off. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the normal footballer just wants like nice stuff, wants to look nice and all that. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. How do you think your life has changed most? I'm changing changing the pace oh, since you were stuck in a fucking office <clears throat> to like two years later yeah mate obviously, obviously you had stuff before yeah 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 but that's a pretty drastic change yeah mate my, most yeah, people mate. I know that like doing similar scale have either never been they've never been like corrupted by being st- stuck in like a corporate world yeah yeah or they've yeah. done it for longer my mate my life has changed like do you have these uh, ideas that oh mate I just want to make that money and I just want that bloody black Range Rover and then like mm. do you know what I mean and then you actually sort of get there and you're like I know it's like really typical but like it's a, maybe a bad mindset but you're just constantly thinking like about the next thing like it's yeah. like obviously I, like I love it and all that and but it's not about the money mm. um, the, the, the money like once you get to a point where you can just sort of do you know I mean? eat what you want you don't really have to think about it too much like um, you, you just can you get to a point where it doesn't really make a difference but it's just like you're just trying to do something build something bigger than than yourself yeah um that's the thing because you I, see I it like think... i love like ben francis and you see him on an interview he's wearing like the same gym shot as if yeah, like, yeah. like the thing is in some like plimsolls and you think mate you are the absolute one you're worth like 800 million quid and you're just bopping around with the same the same bits and bobs yeah, so it just it. like do you know what i mean he doesn't need like a bloody urus and all this like shit yeah. like, i've sort of like I'm not saying I'm, I'm the wisest and stuff but do you know what I mean? I don't think if I got any of any like 
crazy shit it would make me any happier like I bet if someone hopefully in a, in a few years time when you sell your business for 100 million like you're not just going to go on right move and buy like a 50 million pound pad well I might be wrong you might uh, maybe not 50 yeah maybe just 10 yeah but then you think like why mate why do you need 8 bedrooms do you know what I mean if it's just yeah it's like, true isn't it it is that that whole mentality is in my head at the minute is like Mate, why do you actually, why do you want that? Why do you want that house of like 10 bedrooms? Well, like, that's just your I always ego. Think it's got to be your ego, isn't it? Like a, a thought experiment I've had, and I've said it to a few people. It's quite interesting for anyone watching. Is like, if tomorrow you woke up with whatever that number is, I'll call it 100 million quid cash in your bank. Yeah, go on. What would you do? Yeah. Mate, I don't think it would And you might do something different for a week, but I, uh, actually, what would you what would you do yeah. for the next, hopefully like 50, 60 years, whatever you've got left? Yeah. So, and then I think you should probably think about what you would do and then actually do that. Yeah, it's and true. And you'll probably end up there figuring, figuring something out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, like everyone thinks they might do something massively different. But for me, like, I don't know, I'd probably just have a black badge colon and maybe <laughs> live in a bigger flat, have a house as well somewhere. Like, Yeah, you, I don't but know. Like, you would still crack on, wouldn't you? You'd crack on with your business, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, and I, th- I think You'd the, same, the th- same things would still make me sad. That there's nothing to yeah. do with money, like I was saying to you before. Yeah, yeah. The same things would probably make me happy, like fucking cuddling my dog and shit. Yeah, yeah, mate, it's true. That's what, like, that's, I, I've had this, the exact same thought, but I, I have this vision of like, say if, say if like a close friend or something just goes to you like, hi, mate, mate. I'm, I'm, my life on this earth is done like I've got to die whatever mm. and here's here I've got all this money I don't know I want to give it to you I would actually be a bit pissed off now because I want to it's sort of like you might have grown up but I was fortunate to grow up a lot of around like a lot of uh, successful people and they've obviously just given their kids shit ton but it's not about like the kid, anyone can get bought a Rolex do you know what I mean? Mm. Anyone can get bought a nice car, bought a nice flat, but how many people can actually do it for themselves? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So it's like, do you know what I mean? Like, That's why I was such a cunt when I started to be able to afford cars because I was never bought one when I was younger. And yeah. then it was like, it was like compensation. It was like, well, I earn this. Yeah, but it is that that feeling of... It and is, then that becomes fleeting it, itself, but... Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind but of it, a chip it's on that, my It's that same thing. It's like... Do you know what I mean? You know when, say if, say if you're a kid and you, you, you fucking lawn the garden or whatever and then your parents give you a fiver and you go buy your own sweets it's better than mm. it feels better because you've earned it and it is yeah. literally that on a on a bigger scale um so it's like i, I actually would be pissed off if someone just if i like, i wouldn't want to win the lottery like, i know that sounds ridiculous yeah no I, i've thought about this but i think it, word, i think but. i would it would just corrupt me because i'd feel like i've been sort of given a head start and it's like then i start thinking right if i had all this fucking hundreds of millions like i don't know a single like billionaire or multi multi-millionaire who's got normal kids like I think they're all like, cunts. yeah <laughs> like basically yeah. or I'm not saying all I'm saying 80% yeah. so you've got to gamble that your kid falls in that 20% mm. but it's quite hard to do it if they're like going on yachts and not doing all this crazy stuff and then they do you know what I mean yeah like so I don't really want that I'd probably just, I don't know what to do with it just try to do something crazy give it away or whatever um, so I don't think it's about past the point do you know what I mean money's just a, a number at the end of the day um mm. But it's about trying to do, well, for me, it's about trying to do something bigger. And it's just like a number to like prove itself. Like, oh, I can do that. This whole thing is like for all of us, this business world, whatever it is, it's just a challenge. Like for me, it's like a big game, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a, a big game. And then you're just constantly just trying to figure it out, figure it out. But it's never ending. Um, but yeah, it's a crazy, 
going back to your original question, yeah, my life has changed massively, but I think it's got to the point now where it won't. I mean, I did go, like, get that car, get that watch, get that, constantly buying all this shit, guns and spending money, like, doing all that, and then quickly realise, like, fuck, my overheads are building up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've been there <laughs> last year. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, you're like, do I really need all this stuff? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I think, look, if you can keep the business growing with it, then, then it's not the end of the world, I suppose. Yeah. And obviously you mentioned working with your girlfriend, yeah, and that sounds like it works for you. Yeah, like, it does. H- how long have you been with her before you made that? Yeah, yeah. So I've been with her for about four years, and it was only like I was basically I sort of understood the ecom space quite well, and she was basically like hated her job, locked down. Like her job was always quite social, going out, all this, all that. She didn't really have any sort of major ambitions, but then she started like seeing what I was doing. It was going well, and she was like, "Oh, I just want to be." it is that term like free you know when you're like probably working in a job and you're like tied to like zoom calls and everyone's yeah. talking like i used to hate it so i used to work in real estate and we'd yeah. go to like a networking event i mean what a lot of shit that was <laughs> and people would talk like oh so i just did this massive deal blah, blah blah and it's like mate can we actually just talk about things we all care about because let's be realistic you don't give a fuck about this like you're just talking about it so he, you hope this like guy over here will overhear it um yeah. so i she was sort of uh thought like oh actually maybe I could start a business all this sort of stuff and I was basically like well what, what's the risk and she was like oh I won't have any money so I was like right if I just fund you six months salary we're good to go and then because I did have like true belief that if we could we put our mind to it we could figure it out you'd race just for the outwork outsmart your competition and mm. and then luckily here we are um, but we were talking about it before this call uh, for this podcast sorry and it's like you can exit these brands at, obviously you need to have good earnings but you can get out of them easy like there's a lot of buyers in the market yeah so I think or the current plan is at least no mate no one even knows this shit you get stuff out of people on podcasts don't you um, don't even try it's just a natural <laughs> skill yeah. I know everyone feels so at ease yeah uh, but yeah the current plan is just to, to have another at least year probably year and a half's growth and then and try exit because then hopefully connects it for a, a good sum and then we can sort of just I don't know like I said just work on something else I suppose after that would you would you plan to sell the jewellery business and keep the yeah yeah LS yeah 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 that would be the current plan yeah for sure but that money needs in, the idea is at least this current idea which is constantly changing but the, that business needs cash because we're stocking high value goods so hopefully mm. the cash I can make from that put into this and then scale that up but yeah, mate, yeah. that's the current plan things change all the time don't they yeah do you think you would have had this level of success so far if you were single? Again, this Mate, is fucking no, therapy for me, isn't no. it? Because of the concept. You know, I actually don't think I would. No. Like, excuse all the gay shit, but I've got a very good relationship with my girlfriend and it is that like constant level of support. Like I've been through some shit recently uh, not even like family stuff, like business stuff where we had like big things, like big problems, like big bad shit. And then you've got someone, it's like that with your business. You've got someone to short share the stress. Yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, that helped. And then also like where I'm so like divulged in like, I'm, I wouldn't go on many nights. I don't even know if I, I don't know how, how I'd meet a girl like now because... 
I'm not active yeah, enough. That's you know what what I'm like, thinking. I'm shit on my phone. Like, if you like, my friends will know they'll be close friends, and I just I won't reply to them. It's not because I like they know I'm not being rude because I just ring them. Mm. Like, and I always yeah, say to people, like, if you need me, just ring me. Like, I mean, I'll just ring you back. Um, but yeah, I remember the days when you're like sliding into DMs and stuff. Like, I've got friends who are like active in the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, they've got the yeah. personal profile. They've got like 10k followers. They're active. Mm. But I no, I'm not. No, I definitely wouldn't go down that route. So I don't know how to meet anyone. She'd probably just think, who's this freak? How did you meet? We're at university. Yeah, weirdly enough, just in like, at the, towards the very end. That whole uni's just a scam. So anyone who's- Which one was it? it? I went to Reading Uni, but that- Why is uni, it a scam? Uni, uni I, mean, is, I think uni's a scam. Mate, uni as a whole, uni as a whole is an absolute scam for most people. Um, yeah, I think you learn that afterwards that they actually just rip you off, charge you 9K and then see you later. Yeah, legit. Yeah, fuck. You didn't go to uni, did you? I went uni, did three different courses. I dropped out twice. I never yeah. finished. Yeah. <laughs> I went in Newcastle. But yeah. Um, but it is a scam. It is a scam, yeah. yeah. I, it's funny you say that about being single, but do you think that's because she's a very supportive, on the same page person? Yeah, because, I think, yeah, I think I completely agree. Yeah, I think she is. Because I've, um, I've been in toxic relationships before. Like, because this is obviously... I've been in quite a few relationships and- I haven't, as, just the one that ended recently. Just the one, we'll get onto that after. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but I've been in a few sort of as like, not my, my come up is the wrong word, but so even when I was like 17, 18, I was like doing like little things like hustling to making money, but it was sort of, as, a, as I look back, some people would look at it and at least like girlfriends might look at it and find it like a bit embarrassing. Mm. And do you know what I mean? It's like, it's a bit like, you know, when someone starts a YouTube, like. Yeah, legit. You're, and you know, when, you know when it is, and you're filming it, and like mm. the girlfriend's a bit like, oh, what are you doing? You're embarrassing like us. And, but actually, two years down the line, he's got a fucking bigger channel ever. And she's like, oh, I've always supported him since day one. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, I had relationships like that where they were like, well, why are you doing that? Like, you're only thingy, just grow up. Like, it's not all about, like, like oh, do you know what I mean? And it's like, you sort of go, everyone goes on this like journey of like, where you're like, you start, well, I feel like you start reading maybe and you're like yeah. listening to podcasts and she sort of like, I had girlfriends who would be like negative about it and then just be like, oh, why do you care so much about that? And then luckily got out of those relationships and now my girlfriend now would like, it's fully supportive on everything. Um, obviously she grants her opinion, but it is like, uh, yeah, she would never say, oh, I don't think you should do that. Or if I started, oh, that's a, it's just being like positive. Um, yeah, about do you things. think you share like, I'll come on to the reason why I'm asking this. Yeah, go on, go on. Do you think you share like the same fundamental values and beliefs yeah, and like 100%. life vision in terms of you're on the same page and what's important and what's not? Yeah. When it, even like money and shit, cause I feel like that stuff maybe couples don't talk about. I mean, it depends what stage it's at, of course. Yeah, but. mate, I think it's like, I've, I've had a, a friend who actually broke up with his girlfriend not too long ago, but they were just on, on two totally different wavelengths. Like he was super ambitious, wanted to do this, wanted to do that. And then she was like, oh, I don't want to leave wherever I live. Uh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to achieve. And it just can't work. And it's not because they don't get on and they're not great people, but you sort of have to be tuned into the same radio station, mm. I would assume. And you can't fight that to a degree. Um, yeah, so I do agree with you that you do need to be, yeah, you do. Need, we do share the same same vision, same journey. She doesn't really like, like even if the business started doing millions and millions of pounds, we were talking about this the other day, like if we exited for like millions and millions, like 
I was like, what's up? Like, what are you gonna do with your your chunk of money? And she was like, oh, I don't, I don't even care. Just like, make sure there's a few hundred pound in my Monza. And it's like, <laughs> like, no, yeah, you do yeah. realize, like, you can go do whatever the fuck you want to do. But it's just like, she doesn't even care about that. But whereas I'm like the really meticulous one who's have like plans and strategies, like, why we need to do this, do that. Um, so I think we sort of complement each other in other in aspects. But I think the whole thing is just like don't take shit too seriously just support each other is obviously the main thing um yeah that's about it do you think it's a better relationship because you met before you started making money yeah i think i would uh like like most people uh as you sort of get into money your life does change but like going to nice restaurants, doing all that jazz. And it's it's because I actually like, I do stuff in joy. Like I don't go clubs and spend stupid money. Um, but that's not why I enjoy it. Like, I don't mm. enjoy getting absolutely slaughtered. No, but no, I do no. enjoy like going to going to nice restaurants. Like I actually like fucking buzz off, like looking at the menu and mm. shit like that. Um, going on crazy holidays, doing all that. I love all that stuff. So I think it, yeah, I think meeting, she always says that. She's like, oh, I was with you before you had anything, blah, blah, blah. Like when I met her, I like, had this fucking shit polar and I was driving mm. like halfway across London for like 50 quid on a pair of trainers and at the time say if I was like 19 that is a bit like like that I was hustling do you know what I mean like what I what my business used to be it was like I was the equivalent of a drug dealer yeah. but shoes in my the polo inches. dropping them off like here there and everywhere so it is like people would look at you and they might be like I don't know another one of her friends might have a bloody boyfriend called Albert, who's just got a job at JP Morgan. And yeah, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. who's this idiot? But you're like, it's like, fuck you, Albert. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, legit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I said I wasn't going to say this on the podcast, but yeah, I was pissed <laughs> off this week because I found out that my ex-girlfriend got a new boyfriend like eight weeks later, which I thought was harsh. Um, Quick to, yeah. Yeah, just so cold. Like, I don't know. And then I asked her about it and she gave me like a one-line reply on text. <laughs> And I was like, that's cool. Given we lived together for like a year. Yeah, got the dog. Yeah, I don't know. I think people people deal with... Things in different ways. I mean, I've never been through a breakup, but like... And I, I don't think she had massively before, but... Yeah, I think... Is that your phone? Cut that out. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I really hope that's just a fucking... Right, I honestly think, and this is me just being super fucking honest on the podcast, I always am. I think that was more emotionally distressing for me than like the six months of losing like a million quid from Neon Beach was. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like, I think that says a lot about... Rather, it was like, more foreign. Yeah. And like, oh my fuck, like, I don't know how to deal with this feeling. Yeah. Mate, I think that it is a, f- like... And they are very different things, but it's, it's a deep. But you might have got to the point where I sort of am... Uh, at least like business and at least money in business like you actually I, you really care about it. you don't you probably got to the point in Neon Beach like I've lost money like through doing stupid shit like all these sort of stories which you like lessons you learn in business but they are just as long as you learn from them move on move on but you don't actually you don't give a fuck about it anymore whereas a relationships like that like human mm. relationships um, it's, it's really deeper, hard it? yeah, yeah it's deeper it's like close cut there's like emotion huge deep emotion yeah, we like, actually realise like money it doesn't fucking matter does it My yeah I don't know because like I did a personality test yesterday for the first time ever and it was like so fucking true it was like 16personalities.com yeah 
And then there was like a relationship section, like fucking reading that shit. I'm, I'm not like into star signs and that, but this person this one was on the like, absolute. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, yeah. you care too much. Like, I don't know, like the other person probably comes across like they don't care as much. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But I think my mentality, well, as I, as I sort of, and the people I, the thing I say to friends and stuff, they're like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Like, at least with a girlfriend or someone, if you're not 100% sure that she's the one you want to spend the rest of your life with, bin it off. Like, Do you think? Yeah, 100%. That's, I think that's just a matter of fact. Like, if, if you are not categorically like, boom, done. Like, if someone said, gun to your head, uh, tell me, predict the future. I would know what the future is. What's the answer? Yes or no? If, if you think it's a no, bin it off. And I think, because otherwise you just ultimately might get divorced or whatever. And this is like, I'm lucky that I'm in the mm. position where like, I'm sure like, I don't have any sort of desire to like, take out other girls all this sort of crap whereas previously I was like in relationships and maybe did so yeah I think the problem with like when breakups end I mean fucking this is this is literally just become a fucking breakup podcast but because I know Don's can relate watching it like you just look yeah. at everything with a rose tint a little bit yeah. and then I, I'm such because I'm such a creative and I'm probably a lot of entrepreneurs are like you know I just kind of put this yeah. brand on everything that wasn't never actually never existed. actually was there yeah you, you like well, maybe it paint, was but it wasn't not there to the, the same degree yeah and then it's, it's like, like you see what you want to see not what's actually the yeah truth. and then but that's kind what, of question do i miss the reality or do i miss what i think the reality was or could have been mm. and then it's just like i'm a fucking deep romantic emotional cunt anyway yeah but you're the same as me and i think a lot of people like we look into things deep Oh God! Like, like if I get a text that doesn't read right, that's I'm not sleeping. Well, it depends who it's from, but you yeah, know, if it's from one specific person right now, but yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean. Like you look into things deep, but you do that the same in like maybe your business, like every aspect of your life. Like I don't, I'm assuming that like if you're gonna start like hitting the gym, you're gonna really look into like what style of training. When actually you realise like actually I just need to exercise five days a week. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you probably like people like us, we might look into like right, I need this, and then I need to do that, and I need to. When actually is like the the the, the fundamentals are very. So it can be like our, it can, it can be your, like your best trait and, and maybe your worst at the same time. Yeah, um, definitely. I always say that like my mind is my greatest gift and my biggest curse. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know. Like, yeah, it definitely fucks me up when, when shit's not good sometimes, but. But yeah, that's my, not, uh, not I mean, no means to give advice, but I'd say if you're not hundred percent sure. Well, you probably are because you've been in like, yeah, a long yeah. stable relationship. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. Is probably what a lot of people want. Cause I, I definitely think it would be more productive for me to be in a stable relationship, which is ironic saying that having just ended one that was pretty stable. But maybe that's the answer that she wasn't the right person. Well, I think that is the answer. Hmm. Yeah, knows? well, interesting to find the right person eight yeah. weeks later, but I mean, maybe <laughs> that's just a coping mechanism. I don't know. Yeah, but, but I think, look, I think meeting... Uh, meeting the right person is by no means easy but that without all the fucking cringe shit I think you'll sort not cringe of, on this podcast yeah this is like the, the norm yeah, yeah legit. It, you'll know I think, I think you'll know that's what I'm gonna say is I think you'll know when you're like oh fuck this person is actually proper sound like supportive like on the same vision do you know what I mean you don't have to paint any of the shit like 
Like I've got friends who are like scared. Oh mate, I can't text my. I can't, I'm going to be going out with her. I'm going to be having fajitas tonight. And it's like, Green, you forgot it's the Champions League final. You come into the like, we're going to be watching it. Whereas yeah. I'll just be like, sorry, forgot Champions League final, and then it'd just be like done. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas some of my friends are like, oh, but she's going to fucking kill me. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, mate, life. Yeah, don't sh- take life too seriously. Easy. Do you know what I mean? Just like be like, nothing really fucking matters. Do you know what I mean? Like. Not going to fajitas doesn't really matter. So you need maybe that's just my perspective on things. But like, if something goes wrong, like unless if it's like your family, your health, like nothing really matters too much, doesn't it? Like the world can come pouring down as long as like if I lost everything, we would still be I think in as good of a relationship as we are now. Um, yeah, that's the and I'm fucking venting now. It's just I'm, I'm not making any assumptions about myself or or her. But like, yeah, because when I'm at I mean, I've kind of said this before, but it's like, not the opposite to you, but it's different to you. Yeah. Because I met her when I was being like a peak idiot, like peak money, peak spending power, peak overheads. <laughs> and was it bad? Looking bad back. Bad is the wrong word. Back, was it, it was like, excessive, yeah. Excessive, yeah. Like fucking, you know, 300 grand of cars in the garage, like yeah. on finance and like, yeah, you hit you hit it hard. Living in that penthouse over there, like, yeah. which was sick. Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. ridiculous no, given but- the money that was coming in, but it was like, yeah. And then I went through a stressful time and she was there for me with that. And then that's what I deep, it's like, fuck. Like, yeah, because you've gone through the shit. I was like, things just getting better. Now this, but yeah. Because but, yeah. Cause it's like, oh fuck, well, no one in the future's, I hope no one will ever have to go through that shit with me again because mm. I hope I don't go through that shit. And yeah. then it's like, maybe I just want that fucking like love story. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I, that's, that's maybe you're painting that though. picture in your head. Yeah. yeah. And then but, a bit of me thinks, oh fuck, did, did she fuck off because I don't have the sick car anymore, which I don't think at all, by the way, but that's just, you know. Yeah, it's there. That's the, the devil's advocate in your mind. It's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not fucking homeless, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's like, Anyone who has that perspective, the, the 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 fucked up thing with the society is, is like, if you've got that Rolls Royce or whatever it is, you want people to think you're like a better like person or whatever. But actually, like, I'd probably have a better time going to like a shit pub drinking like beer with like a postman over. If they're all just good blokes, while yeah, we might kind of have deep conversations about like ecom and stuff like I actually mm. enjoy, if they're all just good blokes, it's way better than going to Nobu with a bunch of pricks. 100%. Do you know what I mean? So that sort of like answers it in my head. And that, you've probably, when you had that Ferrari, you probably had like, there were fucking sick times when you're driving down like feeling like the man, but there are probably other times when you thought like, everyone's looking at me and I feel like a bit of a prick. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it is just sort of like a, there's no right or wrong because you can get in your car and it can make you feel like that. Yeah, do, man do you know what day. I think in hindsight with that? Because I've always just loved cars and like, yeah, it's, it's just it's a, re- it's a, it's like the obvious material thing and it's like more standout-ish than a watch because obviously yeah. it's bigger and it moves. But <laughs> like, I think people used to get the wrong idea of me like because I just loved cars. I was always yeah. a petrohead. I had like cars on my wall when I was 12 years old. Yeah. And then when you get a car like that, people... I don't know, probably make assumptions about your character, which aren't true at all. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I don't know. And, and then you, you potentially open yourself up to attract the wrong sort of people. I'm not referring to my ex in that case, but like, yeah. and like people just making weird assumptions. Um, when actually like, 
yeah, I'm probably like more interested in fucking walking my dog in the countryside than yeah, I Yeah, that's what, that's what I, mean? I mean. Like the legit things. I was never, like, I've never been like the fucking go to Novikov, go to, I've done that, but yeah, it's never yeah. been my Never thing. been you. Yeah, that's the same with me. And I think it's I'd about people knowing like- people I like. Yeah, that's exactly Genuinely yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. And have like- I don't really like, appreciate sh- fancy food that much. No, I like restaurants, but whatever. No, I'm, in, I'm into restaurants, but it's the same. It's just about be, being with people. Like one thing I like, this is gonna sound fucking stupid, but where I live in London, like there's a really cool, nice coffee shop. And I get- huge pleasure from just like twiddling on on down there like listening to whatever like crap uh getting a coffee they know your name you're really friendly to them they're really friendly mm. to Lou and it's like this is what it's all fucking about do you mm. know what I mean like it's not about this like bollocks and, and then then I've been in times where like I'm a, amongst like the super wealthy and like the bill comes and it's just like do you know what I mean egos flying everywhere yeah and it's just like mate this is not like I know these people like I, you know those like mega rich and they actually don't have any friends they're just hanging out with like loads of other influencers who've got equally like they're all just rinsing them or whatever like mm. none of that it's like it comes back to like the, the big housing like say if you had that fucking 10 million pound house with like a huge kitchen all that crap like what would you do there like just if it'd be like you and your girlfriend it's like oh yeah we've got seven rooms just not actually doing anything like should we go on a walk do you know what I mean like yeah. it doesn't make you it doesn't change who you are doesn't make you any better do you know what I mean it doesn't really mean shit um, yeah I, yeah I think I think it takes people like to like they're like maybe like mid-twenties or like to go through some shit to start to like get a, a more in-depth perspective on like the world I, I certainly feel like a much wiser cunt than I was even two years ago yeah like pre-pandemic mate. I was but that's good yeah 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 but that's because I think in this business world and especially the, the the space we work in, you're forced to fail quick. Mm. Um, so so maybe like whilst your upside was quick, so unfortunately was the, the, the downside. And it's the same with like everything, like things can go up and things go down, but you come off a better, you'd rather you like climb the mountain effectively. Yeah. Um, but there's, look, it's a long fucking journey we've got ahead, this life. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're learning at a quick rate. I think a lot of people might only figure this shit out. Like, I don't know about you, but I have fears of just getting old and just being like, what the fuck? I just wasted all that time. When actually you want a bit of a story to yeah, tell. it's definitely all about the story for sure. On that note, do you, like, do you have a clear vision for what you actually want to do over the next few years, decades, fucking life? No, I, pl- I, pl- I only really plan like a year ahead. And even that just changes all the time. But I think... Mm. Like, I think, yeah, just constant, I think if you're constantly looking to just better yourself, like better your, everything around you, then it's not a bad mindset. So it's like constantly just trying to grow, like trying to learn. Um, I'm a big fan of, have you read The Almanac of Naval Ravikant? I haven't to be fair. Mate, get that People tell me, I've got six books in my bedroom. I've been trying to fucking read more. Yeah. To take my mind off of the shit. Yeah. Get it on the Kindle or whatever it is. I and like that, paper books now. Yeah, you're into a I paper get book. off my phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, or chuck, chuck the device. phone away. Mate, that book, Naval, is just the absolute goat. So anyone who hasn't read that book, just like that. that I've, I've seen a lot of his shit on Twitter. Mate, he's he's figured it all out. All this life shit we're that talking book, about. is it just about everything? Mate, the lot. He's just figured it. He's just figured it all out. All I would say is, what, Naval's done all the thinking for us, kids. Just like, read this and just execute. What's it called? The, the, of, this. the Almanac of Naval Fucking hell. I've right. got a physical copy and I've got it on my Kindle, so I'll send you my copy. Good for the environment, all that jazz. Yeah, look. Um, no, I need to read that. But yeah, that, uh, I'm a big believer in 
well, in everything he sort of preaches in that book. And I think a lot of times where I'm like, like, like you, like I've had business stresses, like, fuck, I thought I really wanted to do that, but now I don't want to do that. And do you know what I mean? Constantly changing. But if mm. you just come back to like basic principles and all this, like one thing I have done, like anytime I've sort of made a mistake, like an example is I did a deal with someone over a handshake, cost me like 20K, it wasn't in contract, a bit messy, never got the money. But now I've got like a, like a, all my lessons I try to learn is write it down. So mm. now one of the lessons is like, make sure you have a fucking contract. So it's like, as long as you're learning over these things, like if you're learning at a quick rate, you're, you keep improving. Yeah. And there's like loads of, true. loads of shit on there. I think it's just, uh, when you make the same mistake back to back to back, where you, you're actually being a bit of an idiot. Um, but I think for people that we, I think we're very lucky in that the world we live in, that you can actually build successful businesses with like you can let the the internet has allowed for like infinite leverage effectively yeah facts like the fact that you could even scale the business you did that quick is fucking incredible Do you technically know what I mean? from like keyboards and shit it's just like that's the only input yeah how many employees were there by you or did you have like just no, agencies? no actual employees yeah, all agencies. Exactly. that's fucking that is fucked yeah. do you know what I mean it, yeah. just, it doesn't really add up do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't actually make sense the amount of turnover, the amount of thought. Like, previously, that would have to have been like a huge fucking office and then yeah, head mad. of marketing. And then it's, and you're just sort of like Changing just games. winging it, like, probably watching like a YouTube. Like, like you can just learn anything online now, can't you? Yeah. Um, spend a bit of effort. Can't learn to understand girls. Though. No, no, that's one we're trying can't to make a course online. on. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and when we have figured out. Link in the bio, three nine nine pounds. Yeah, legit. Jesus <laughs> Christ, I have to spend way too much time thinking about. All right, final question. Yeah, then. go on. I've started fucking asking that in every pod now. So, three bits of advice to your younger self when you first started. Probably when you first started anything entrepreneurial. So, whenever that was, I don't know. Yeah, teenagers. yeah. Uh, three bits of advice. One, I think, go all in. So I, I know I'm split between two businesses, but I see so many people who've got creative minds like ourselves and they're just thinking like, fuck, I could actually do that and I could make a bit of money there. And then, then, then they're doing that and then they're launching a clothing line and they actually don't have that much passion about clothing. Mm. And then like, because they just think it's cool. Like when actually just like, these big decisions, um, spend time thinking about them because like they could be your whole future ahead. Yeah. Um, rather than like you see so many people like jump between different things like all constantly so I think advice to myself once because I think I would have had a lot more success um, if I just picked one thing even if it was just like a, a cleaning company or something like that I, mm. I don't think I would have just nailed it by now Yeah. Um, but that it was that constant like you see so see a bit of success give it a go move on um, that's number one I think one thing I'm trying to well, I've, one thing which definitely changed it for me was reading um, and I know that's like the boring, like typical shit, but no, can, it's actually facts, mate. So no, that's on. actually yeah, like I still that sleep is, on it. mate. That is a, literally a fact that if you if if you if you gave someone and said like force them guns to the head is like put a, a read for an hour a day, you'd be so far ahead in like say over a three, four, five, yeah, years no, like, like, like disgustingly a far far ahead because in a book you can basically get like these incredible people's perspectives. Mm in like what a few hours how long it takes to read yeah um, and then I think the other thing on that which 
off the back of reading it's like actually reading and taking action not just being like oh yeah that was great just trying to take action off the back of it final one uh, I think it's I, I've always had this like weird element of self-belief um, in myself and like I like you 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 clearly have it too where you can tell people like right I want to build this business and exit 100 million but pe some people will look at you you've had a past you've, you've built things incredibly before so so now you've got uh, people could think oh he can do it but previously before I had all this like flash stuff and started making good money people look at me and go this guy's fucking do you know what I mean he's, mm. he's crazy like why is he leaving a, a, a really good job in the city so you can sell trainers like I had like a leaving drinks and everyone was like you, you're fucking doing what do you know what I mean? Like they couldn't get their head around it. And now they're like in the dams like, hey mate, everything's going so well. It'd be great to link up. Do you know what I mean? I think it's just like, you need to have that element of delusion where you yeah. you believe that you can do it. So I, th I suppose that comes under self-belief. Um, but yeah, I have I have self-belief in, in hopefully everything I think do. And I think there's very few, my idea behind that is there's very few people in the world. Like there's obviously like, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk who are just like their brains are just like fucking robots or whatever but mm. but the very most people who who make their money and and do extremely well they're not actually ridiculously intelligent they're yeah, just lots facts. of like quick learners they're just like reacting yeah. they just learn that pick that up do you know what I mean? They're just moving along, doddling. They're not like, they're, they're, like none of them just got like straight A stars. Like obviously there are like the Harvards and stuff like that. Um, but normally it's just like a, yeah, they're just normal, normal people like, mm. like you and I. So I think you need to have that element of self-belief just yeah, go like, facts. fucking, I think I can do it. That's it. Yeah. Sweet. All right, wrap on that up. note, we'll wrap it up. Fucking, that went quick, didn't it? That was going so How long? quick. Over, over an hour and a half. Bloody hell. Yeah, Christ could probably go on for ages. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode as usual. We're actually recording three this week. Not that you'd know if you're watching. Um, fucking hell, we're getting some momentum with the potty boys. I say boys, it's literally 99% male audience. Um, yeah, if you're enjoying, subscribe, like, share it to a mate, all that good stuff. Appreciate the love on the, on the pod and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers for watching.